0: Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? You desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas, MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at how you can 10x your life, business, and real estate cash flow. My guest in this episode is Grant Cardone. Grant is a New York Times bestselling author, the number one sales trainer in the world, and an internationally renowned speaker on leadership, real estate investing, entrepreneurship, social media, and finance. He has been investing in the multifamily real estate space since the mid-1990s. With over 45 transactions in eight states, including California, Arizona, Texas, Tennessee, North Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, and Florida, Grant has demonstrated 25 years of disciplined philosophy focused on affordable income-producing housing in tertiary markets. If you're interested in joining our investors group, you could go to cashlineinja.com forward slash investors group and fill out an application form. And or email me at info at CashflowNinja.com to start the discussion to see if you're a good fit for our group. If you're in the Philadelphia, Bucks County and Southern New Jersey area, we are hosting a live investors meetup event every month in Newtown, Pennsylvania. For more information on the monthly event and information on how to join us and our next live event, you could go to CashflowNinja.com forward slash events. MC Lobshear, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cashflow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cashflow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's your system.com. Grant, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Cashflow Ninja, man. I like the name. Yeah, I love,
0: love uh, your work and I've been a massive fan for a while and I've uh, been working with your company for a while. So this is a huge honor for me. First thing I want to touch on is the 10X Growth Card. For listeners and viewers out there that's not familiar by this, about this right now, you should be. Uh, it was an amazing event with over 36,000 people. You were jumping out of a plane. We had celebrities there, Snoop Dogg, all this stuff. And I just kept thinking, how did he pull this off? What are some of the biggest takeaways that you take from that, looking back now, of the things that you had in place and things that you could make uh, and adjustments you, you can make on the fly to pull it off?
1: Well, first of all, like doing an event that big with that many people, uh, it, it, it's a huge undertaking. And we learned so much from doing it. Uh, we, we've never done anything that big. The biggest event we had ever done was uh, one time we did uh, 9,000, almost 10,000 people in Las Vegas. And then we decided to bring this back to Miami and do a, a stadium, Marlin Stadium, right? So, uh, look, look, we just the, – the, the biggest takeaway I had in this thing was when you do something that big and pull it off, the victory – the the, the 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 happiness, the 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 joy, the the camaraderie, the the so many people benefited from that. For, forget the attendees that came, the people because they they everybody got their money worth, right? We we overdelivered to next. Right. Uh, but my team was part of something that was that's the largest conference ever held in the United States.
0: It, so, it was um, huge. Where, where do you, where, where, where to go from here? What's, what's the vision? What, what, what's in store? Where did, do, where does this end? Cause it just keeps getting bigger, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're getting ready to go world, worldwide now. So it, it definitely got some people that have been communicating with, with us about doing things off the uh, proverbial uh, sticking point defense, you know? So like I'm going next month, I go to, to Bucharest, Singapore and Malaysia So definitely sped up I mean that's the thing that people don't know when they're getting In business right Uh, which is really Important I think to your listener And, And this is why cash flow is so Necessary to do an event that big You have to have cash flow If I did not have cash flow from my Real estate business And from two or three of my Primary we probably own 14 little Businesses and partnerships Today Uh if you don't have cash flow, stable cash flow from three or four of them, you, you can't take those chances, particularly if you're a responsible person. You know, which most of your listeners are highly responsible to the point of a default. Right. So without cash flow, and I talk about this all the time, cash is not king. Cash flow is cash flow is king. Yep. Cash flow cash flow doesn't just allow you to buy stuff. It gives you the confidence to go into expansion. And I think that there's not enough shows, not enough people talking actually about pure money. Just just how do I actually manage money? I know they don't teach it in schools. Elon Musk isn't talking about it, you know. Uh, the guys on Wall Street aren't talking about it. You see companies like Netflix lose money for seven, eight, nine years. The, 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 it's not duplicatable to a household, right? So how do we do it? How do how does everyday people do events, little, big, whatever? Run their business, start a network marketing uh, distribution network, uh, uh, run a run an all-state firm, a plumber, contractor. Every day, normal people, how do they do it without cash flow? They don't.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that we've heard on the show as well. Just as you mentioned, because cash flow provides certainty, right? Yeah. And it's immediate feed, uh, feedback loop right there so you can make adjustments. And to your point, you know the certain amount of cash flow coming in. Now I can take an opportunity like that and put you know go go big if you want, and uh, you uh, absolutely pulled it off. And, to, and not go just ahead. go
1: big, but you can actually use the cash flow to create more cash flow. Right. I mean that that is the point of cash flow. See see the the the, the thing. I mean we could just we could do like fifteen shows just on this topic and never leave the topic. Yeah. The purpose of the cash flow is to get you more cash flow. And yep. when it starts in the beginning, it's going to be a drip. Right, I, I don't want to leak in my line. I want to run a line. If I have if I have one flow of income coming in, I want to start running lines off of that. And it's going to be it's going to certainly it's going to start small. It's going to and I see so many people get disappointed in the beginning. Yep. and they talk about oh well it's just I'm only earning fifty dollars from this other thing. It's fifty dollars more than you were earning. That's six hundred dollars a year over the next ten years. That'll be six thousand dollars that you didn't have that somebody else would have had. And that's how it starts. You know, my, my third stream of income turned into a billion-dollar business.
0: Bigger Absolutely. than all
1: the other companies, dude, it will, last, it, will last, it will last as long as the Nile River. It might outlast the Nile.
0: <laughs> it possibly could, Gron. One of the things that you just mentioned, and staying on cash flow for a second, uh, I just wanted to um, touch on this again because it's so important. Symbiotic flows. That one stream and then symbiotic flows from that stream because you see a lot of entrepreneurs, they create this income source of this one flow and then they try to recreate the wheel all of a sudden on the other side again instead of looking for symbiotic flows off that one flow that they've created.
1: Yeah, so like you're fishing in Michigan, right? Lake Lake Michigan. And then you're like, I'm gonna start a new business, okay? And that business is, it's kind of similar. There's water involved but it requires you to, to do something in, in the Atlantic. Dude, you, you, can't, you can't surf two waves at one time. I mean, it's just, particularly in the beginning, right? And when you don't have money, you don't have stability, you don't have confidence, you don't have knowledge, you don't have connections, you don't have banks, you don't have, you don't have people helping you. Yep. Uh, and, and this is why so few people end up with actually multiple flows because they have, they have the intention to get it, you know, it's a waiter. Yep. She's waiting tables and she's making 40, 50 grand a year. She's got a, 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 she's a single mother and she's trying to take care of her kids. She's got great intentions and she's waiting tables and, and then she joins a network marketing company or starts doing something in the evenings from her home. And then, and you know, after the first week, everything's cool. Then the next week, she's tired. Her tips are going down in her main, at her main gig. She starts hating her job more. She starts not liking the clients. Tips collapse. She starts showing up late for work because of the other second flow, right? It should have been symbiotic. The first flow and the second flow should really be almost like a hand in a glove. When I move, when I move, when I do this thing, if, I, if I'm a car salesman and I'm selling cars, right, or I'm a plumber and I'm plumbing, or, or I'm, a, I'm a fireman and I, I'm a fire guy, right, or I'm a real estate agent and I'm out doing real estate, the, the second flow should wrap your career. It actually should not, in the beginning, require more hours. It should be whatever you do in those eight or nine hours a day should affect that second flow, and, and, and they would fit together.
0: Absolutely. Let's touch on recession a little bit, because this is one thing we've spoken about for a while now, too. You know, economy goes up and down. There's there's cycles. Um, seven to ten years, there's a recession kicking, and this is something we have got our eye on, and I know you've been covering it quite a bit what are you doing to prepare for the next recession uh and to not only position yourself to be obviously profitable but to crush it in the next one yeah and obviously profit from it
1: well uh, number one most most families in america are already in a recession so yep you've been in a recession some of you've been in a recession for 10 years like, like it, 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 some people you you go into a recession nothing not, not much is going to change anyway So it's unfortunate, but most people just don't pay attention to whether they're growing or not. If you're not, if you've had two quarters of flat GDP or gross domestic sales, or in the case of a household, gross household sales income, if it's flat, it's flat. I mean, most families are actually in a recession right now. Now, look, we might not have a real recession in, in America for two or three years, but when it comes, it's going to be an ugly wave. It's been 10 years now since the last, you know, crash. There has to be adjustments. So what am I doing? Okay. Now, just so everybody understands, I am an extremely pessimistic person. I mean, I am, I am overly cautious constantly. So I typically am wrong most of the time. So that being said, I work so hard for my money, like, and like everybody, everybody works hard, right? But I work really, really hard for my money still today. and. And um, I don't want to lose it. I I have, I have, my mission is tied to my money. I want my money to, I want to give away more charity when I'm years after I'm dead than even when I'm alive. I want to just keep giving money. So uh, to the recession question, I am preparing all, first of all, to be known everywhere the best way to survive a, a recession is to not have money it's to have omnipresence you can have all the money you want if nobody knows you you're not going to be able to do any business with them right like like if you're if you're the richest guy and then all of a sudden you pop up a year after the recession hey dude i'm a rich guy everybody's going to be like oh here he comes bottom feeder he's a bottom feeder is what he is he's a damn he's a damn thief if they if this is the first time you're gonna show up is when there's blood in the streets, look, nobody, you're not gonna get your peace. So the most important thing in a recession is not money, it's people know you. Like if you watch me right now, watch how much we're working. I'm doing podcasts right now with you. Okay? Yep. I'm the one, I'm the one that went out and said, Hey guys, anybody who wants to do a podcast with me, call me up. So you're gonna see me just like. You're going to see me just nuke planet Earth with podcasts, interviews, travel around the world. Uh, anybody ask me to do an interview, I'm going to do it. Why? Because I'm trying to get known in every little corner. That's preparation for a recession. Second thing is, then I need to have my products where I can deliver to them at, at economic uh, viability for the user. So I can't. I need to be the low, when you go into a recession, do you want to be the lowest cost provider? You want to nuke, you want to nuke your competition out of existence because they didn't pay attention. And this is how a marketplace works. I mean, I know all that sounds ugly and terrible and everything, but I truly do want to, you know, I want to dominate when other people can't, can't do business. Uh, I know people are going to get scared you know that's the other thing. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy stuff in the next recession." No, dude, no, you're not. If you're not buying stuff now, you won't have the courage to buy things later. If you can't buy buy stuff when things are good, you will definitely not will not buy things when things are cheap, and when you should be buying things because you haven't practiced the courage muscle, and it it takes courage to spend money. I, I made an offer. I'm trying to buy a deal here. In the the fourth thing I'll say is it's tied to real estate is that. There's a shortage of affordable housing in America, affordable um, apartments. All you got to do is, do, don't ask people that are making 80 and 90 grand a year. Go ask the people that are making 30 and 40,000, what percentage of their income is going to rent? This is not going to change in America. Nobody will fix this problem. This will be a long-term problem. It happened in Europe years ago. You will see America become a renter nation. So I I think like 80% of all the rents in America are like a thousand bucks most people can't afford a thousand dollars, believe it or not. So, so, um, what I'm doing to prepare, dude, is to buy assets where I can provide people with housing at a cost where it doesn't kill them. And that when the recession happens, if it happens, who knows, maybe it doesn't ever happen again. Um, but just because you don't have a recession doesn't mean the guy that can pay a thousand can pay two grand tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah. And, and to your to your point, I was just looking at the numbers coming out every week. There's something new that just it's not shocking, but it's just you look at it and you go, "Wow!" Like half of people don't have any money for retirement. You know, a thousand dollar emergency, and you're basically out on the street. You get these numbers every single week, and you look at it going like. We might be already far deep into a recession. We might be close closer to depression if you look at the real numbers. I,
1: I, I don't even know if those words matter anymore because right. there's so, so much artificial money in the marketplace. Yeah. Most, most of which just goes to rich people. Okay. Look, the money, yep. the money in the marketplace. I, I just did a deal. I was trying to buy a deal here in in Miami. The deal was probably worth one hundred and ninety-five to two hundred million dollars. Yeah. I made an offer on the deal. I I went all the way to two hundred five. The guy that got the deal, there was five people trying to buy the deal. I was the little guy, by the way. I'm, I'm the poor person on the deal. Just so everybody understands how much money is available right now. One deal in one little town in America. America's only like, you know, a, a small portion, one-twentieth of the population of the planet. The guy that outbid me, outbid me by four million dollars. I paid 10 million more than I thought it was worth, than I thought I was gonna have to. I offered 10 million. It's a great asset. I wish I had it. He paid 4 million more. Why? I'm like, good guys, how how is he making sense of that deal? They're like, they're buying debt. Meaning they need an asset. They need a big piece of property that, that, that because they got all this debt out here, they got to get money into the marketplace. They're trying to get rid of money. And so You see, the little, you know, the little families in America that are, I don't mean the little families, I mean the everyday blue-collar worker, they're not thinking about this. Right. They're thinking about debt for a car, debt for a house, which, by the way, you should be leasing the car and you should not own a house. That's why these Blackstones are so rich, because you guys keep, because little guys do stupid shit. And they never have the cash flow. So what, what I've been studying for the last, um, I don't know, 25 years, dude, what are the big guys doing? I started like everybody else. I, I was lower middle class family. My mom, I, raised by a single mother. She had one flow of income, Social Security. Her only flow of income was government. Right. She was terrified every second of every day. Paid cash for everything, no debt. Did everything Dave Ramsey said. We still didn't get ahead, man. She was still scared. And, and people shouldn't be scared about money. And, and and look, these guys at Blackstone and Goldman Sachs, they're not scared about money. The only fear they have is, dude, somebody else is going to get the deal. Okay. The only fear they have is we have so much money, we want to own everything. So that's the shift that needs to happen now, whether we go into a recession or don't. People need to make this shift, this financial shift that the schools are not teaching and our parents couldn't.
0: You're listening to The Cash Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook says you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. Dave and his team at The Real Asset Investor have syndicated many successful real estate and ATM projects. Over the last decade, now his team has an exclusive opportunity for investors in the coal space. Do you want to be part of an energy project that takes conventional coal and cleans it up by extracting liquids while releasing almost zero emissions? The sale of these liquids can produce strong double-digit cash flow and aggressive tax benefits against ordinary income all while using America's number one, most plentiful resource in a responsible, efficient manner. Now that's non-conventional. For more information on this exclusive opportunity, you can visit therealassidinvestor.com or contact the Real Asset Investor team at info at Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada
1: Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com That's N-O-R-A-D-A
0: realestate.com You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cashflow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cashflow is king. Now let's return to our interview. Absolutely. Let's touch on real estate with Cardone Capital. When did, you, when did you start with your real estate journey? What was the process? Were there mentors that you had along the way and team members that expedited uh, your, your success?
1: Yeah, I wish uh, there would have been mentors. I mean, there probably were, dude. I just didn't ask for any help because I was too dumb. I didn't know that, that, that I could go. This is, you know, I started doing real estate 25 years ago. You couldn't, you didn't, there was no podcast. Gotcha today yep. now you got i mean there's millions of experts today like so you didn't have the internet 25 years ago when i was doing deal when i started doing real estate there was no internet uh, the, the best the best thing you could get 25 years ago was a book and i was so stubborn that i didn't even read a book i'm like i'm 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 just going to go figure it out on my own and that's fine that's one way to do it but if you try to figure it out on your own you will always Take longer than necessary, yep. and, and it's worked out for me. But you know, my mentor was deals. I looked at deals. I looked at deals. I asked a lot of questions. I met a lot of real estate agents, and I walked a lot of properties. My first deal was one unit. It was a, it was a house. Uh, it didn't work. It worked. It worked for f- four or five months, and then it didn't work. And. You know, fast forward 30 years now, my second deal was 38 units, I think, 32, 38 units. But fast forward today, now now we're doing deals that are, I mean, these are monster deals. I made so many mistakes along the way, man, it's unbelievable. Despite that, I got a billion, I've done, I don't know, $1.5 billion worth of real estate, almost a billion dollars in holdings right now. We opened this up to other investors uh, about two years ago, a little less than two years ago. Because a lot of the people that know me and love me, family members, uh, executives, people that work in my company, they were not qualified to invest with me because the way the rules are set up by the SEC. Right. We created a company called Cardone Capital. It allows non-accredited and accredited investors to partner with me. Now there's a big secret in America. I didn't know this until about two and a half years ago. Okay, The little guy never sees the good deals. Yeah. Actually, rich people never see the good deals either. The people that are getting all the good deals in real estate are the wealthiest companies in the world. It is not individuals. Okay, your doctor and your neighbor, your doc, the the rich doctor or the, uh, the the car dealer in your your city. You think he gets the good deals? He ain't getting the good deals. Okay, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Blackstone, uh, Deutsche Bank. These guys. Uh, the life insurance companies, the state farms, the state, the people with trillions of dollars. Forget the billionaires. It's the trillionaires that are getting the deals. I didn't know this. Two years ago, we started working with the SEC to get approval. I got approval to take money from accredited investors in five minutes. It took me eight months to get approval to get take money from from uh, uh, my, my sister-in-law. Like, couldn't take money from her. By the way, she needs the money. She needs the investments I'm doing more than one of my rich buddies. So that's what we did with Cardone Capital. We're basically cutting Blackstone out. We're buying the same products they would buy. uh, Like I was competing with that deal this weekend. We're buying the same things they buy, but offering them directly to people that follow me.
0: Is there any specific markets that you're looking at, uh, Grant, and why? And what are some of the... The, what are some of the unit sizes?
1: Yeah, we shop all markets in America. We we prime not some, some are excluded just because they don't fit the uh, the bill. Anything with positive job growth. I mean, all you got to do is Google. Where's the positive job growth in America? And then start thinking about where's it going to go? Where's it going to be in the future? We start looking at any kind of political decisions that are forcing people to move certain places. We also look at demographics that are forcing people. So things like arizona alabama texas i mean texas is like you're just not going to stop it now you got people coming from the south and the north and this the
0: mass Valley. migration mass migration
1: the problem with a place like uh, atlanta would be good uh, savannah georgia would be awesome the uh, huntsville alabama where toyota's moving into there could be some tech jobs going in there nashville alabama anything florida Why, because what's happening is you have 80 million, everybody talks about the millennials, but the the baby boomer has the money. All the money in the universe is with the baby boomer. So you got 80 million people uh, that that will migrate south just because it's warm, one. Two, they will migrate south because because they want to avoid taxes in New Jersey, Connecticut, New York. I mean, it's already happening. Yep. Right. They're leaving California. They're going over to uh, to Salt Lake City, Utah. You got you got Silicon Valley in Utah now because people are like, I can't pay ta- I I can't Facebook has to pay two fifty a year in Silicon Valley for somebody to break even on the rent. They're like, we'll move to Utah. People can rent there for a thousand bucks. We can pay them a hundred and a quarter. Ski on the ski in the winter. So, so we're we're looking for those shifts. Also, we're becoming a renter nation. I said this earlier. It's not just millennials either. Th- th- there's a prediction that suggests that one third of the 80 million baby boomers in this country, which are which are primarily homeowners, will become renters. I believe that that number's small. Uh, the millennial, like 51 percent of millennials, are like I just want to rent. It's not even about money. It's about lifestyle, choices, mobility, responsibility. Like I, It's not that millennials don't want responsibility. They don't want that responsibility. And I don't blame them. Right. Because they do want responsibility. Okay. You tell a millennial, hey, dude, would you like 50 grand to travel the world or would you like 50, a $50,000 car?
0: Yeah. I, they want to tra- yeah, travel the world. Dude,
1: give me the 50 grand. I'll travel the world. That's a responsibility, by the way, traveling the world with 50 grand. Yep. So I had a buddy of mine tell me, he's like, you know, I offered my kid a car. uh, And and the kid's like, I don't want a car. I want an Uber account. He he offered it to his nephew. He's like, I I," "I want an Uber account. He's like, yeah, these kids today, they don't want any responsibility. I'm like, yeah, dude, he he wants responsibility. He just doesn't want the car, bro. You you still got to be responsible. You can't get away from responsibility, right? It's just... Things are changing in the way people live. People will not buy homes in the future the way we did, and the way our parents did, and the way our grandparents did. So Absolutely. that's why I created Cardone Capital because I know I I know with every fiber in my being, dude, this is going to prove out to be the strongest investment. It protects capital. Real estate protects your capital. Two, it provides cash flow. Three, it depreciates. That's a tax advantage to you. While it depreciates on paper, it appreciates in the real world. So I can write it off with the IRS and then sell it to somebody for more money and make the difference. The guy that buys it for me is also going to write it down. This is the secret, like, like this big secret in the world. It's why Donald Trump doesn't want to show his taxes. Nobody can understand it, dude. How can, right. I, how can 10 people buy the same asset and all write it off? Uh, like it's been written off. I, I know real estate's been written off over a hundred million dollars has been written off and it was only worth eight or nine million dollars. You can't even make sense of it when, when I when I have this conversation with somebody.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now, and the, so many great points that go on too. We're, we're moving t- into a society where people want to use things, right? They yeah, want to yeah. use cars. They want to use
1: houses. And we always say, you know, own stuff that pays you. Yeah. Use the other stuff. Um, look at look at how many affiliates. Look at the partnerships. People are just starting to pop up partnerships out of their homes. Why? People are willing to be used back and forth, right? the The mobile phone. I need this phone. Phones didn't go back in the last recession. These are expensive, man. These are expensive little devices. They didn't go back. Yep. People did this. Here's the keys to my house. I don't want that.
0: They kept the phone,
1: and I'm keeping my plastic. I didn't. They didn't. They didn't give up their Starbucks card. <laughs>
0: No, they certainly uh, did not. Uh, our core message in our show is to leave our families, communities in the world better than we found it by passing down in mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. I kind of look at it as intellectual capital. If you look at how the wealthiest families operate, not only do they pass down the, the actual money, the capital, but also the intellectual capital. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, but we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them. To build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be?
1: Well, first, it's got to be the truth. You know, you got, you got to strip away the lies. I mean, you, you can't. There's no reason to add good data on top of bad data. First thing people have to do is they have to get rid of the lies. Like, like people. Why are so many people poor? Why are so many people stuck? Why are so many people in a in a, in a society where everybody has access to almost everything and almost all the same stuff? I mean unless you're in a unless you're in a deprived third world country you probably have access to the internet today. Yet so many people are suffering. Here in America, electricity, gas, water, education, internet and people still don't do well. Freedom to do whatever you want. And and I can show you people in America that are doing as poorly as people in a third world country that don't have toilets and electricity. Just a different level of like a, a discomfort. Now somebody's going to say, wait a minute, man, come on. A, a guy in South Africa that's, that's never seen. Yeah, whatever, dude. Okay. He hadn't seen it in, in like his happiness and contentment level could actually be higher than the guy here. So first thing I would tell people is, look, you got to strip away the lies that are holding people down. Anytime you see this many people doing poorly, it is because the data they are operat- operating with is incorrect. It's not, it's not because something's wrong with this many people. <laughs> right? The so first thing you'd have to do is strip away the data. You're not doing well because you have the wrong information. You're, you're lazy. You're operating as though you're lazy because something's wrong. Right? People are telling you you're depressed. They're telling you you're unhappy. They're telling you that you've got a disease. None of this existed years ago. You know, 100 years ago, people weren't telling you, telling the cowboy uh, that he worked too much as he built his fence around his 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 ranch. He worked from morning till night, by the way, he worked 12 hour days, not eight hour days. Nobody was calling him a work addict. They called him a rancher dude that was responsible for taking care of his family. Today, 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 you're going to be labeled something for building a wall around uh, a fence around your, your ranch. So, so. Number one, I would teach people, I would try to strip away the lies. Two, you know, definitely talk to people about the importance of money. You need money, man. I'm going to go on this gig to, to Singapore and Malaysia. I guarantee they're going to love my message because the, the Asians love money. Oh, no, 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 uh, no uh, what's the word? Uh, coincidence that Asians in America have more money in the bank more equity in their homes and earn higher salaries than any other single group, including white people. So the third thing I would do is, is I would talk to people about the 10x rule and how much how much action and expectation it takes to make any single thing happen.
0: Absolutely. Grant, this has been uh, phenomenal to have you on, my friend, and connecting. Appreciate you. Appreciate, appreciate everything that you do. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show and providing so much value for my listeners and my viewers. Where can folks reach out to you? Where can they follow you? And where can they get in touch with uh, your team at uh, Cardone Capital?
1: GrantCardone.com or CardoneCapital.com. You can find out everything you want to know about me.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much again.
1: Cashflow Ninja, thank you for being you, brother.
0: Thank you, appreciate you. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.